We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is <clears throat> Pastor Jolly John Lekunski. He is risen, Matt. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. From St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and in Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And that wonderful voice you just heard is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And we are here to celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Yes, right. Nothing better. And we're also here to tell them they're listening to <laughs> Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Boy, I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> what would I do without you, Matt? I know, I know, I know. Well, you know, that's why Youngblood over here is here to help out the old guy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so one of the things I'm excited about is because we were trying to be kind of a little more somber the last couple of episodes, but now we can have fun again. Finally, finally back to our... <laughs> Putting the fun in the fundamentals. fundamentals. So here's something. We like to share things that are helpful to people. Yes, a public service. Practical practical kind of thing. That's right. So so I asked Matt if he could... uh, 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 What did I ask you? If if I could roll my tongue. Roll your tongue. tongue. I couldn't remember the word there. And I can. Yep, yeah. I'm sorry I can't prove that over the radio, John. (laughs) But you're going to have to take my word for it. Oh, John can do it too. Look at that. Incredible. (laughs) Okay. And for years and years, we were taught that this was like a, a genetic gift that God had given you and me. Right? The Lord said... Some gifts are greater than others, <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> but we had, through the benefit of our genes, the ability to roll... And, and other sad people, like my wife. My wife has spent her whole life thinking she could not roll into Is tongue. that right? Poor Lynn. Well, oh, she, my goodness. She would try, and she couldn't do it, and she just said, well, I cannot do it. I do not have that genetic trait. Yeah, so you're born either able to roll it or not, or That's you right. can't roll it's it. It's all determined. <laughs> it's all predetermined. Pre- predestination. Predestination. <laughs> <laughs> and now it turns out... Out, that's absolutely not so. No. Anybody can roll is their tongue. Is that right? It's just a matter of practice. That's it, all. Really? And by the way, my wife, Lynn, now, I, I told her this, and within that night, she can now roll her tongue. So if really? you see her, be sure and ask her. <laughs> ask her to see this. Can Marvel. I, yeah, Marvel. I'm sure Lynn will appreciate that. And a that. woman for 64 years <laughs> could not roll her tongue. And Incredible. now, in their old age, she is rolling <laughs> her tongue. Oh, I'm sure Lynn's going to love that. <laughs> so, but so isn't that again, something you just got to get behind beyond the psychological right. thought that you can't yeah. do it and and just practice so dear people if you you start trying to roll your tongue we are going to have a nation of people who can roll their of tongue. tongue rollers that's right <laughs> Not enough of this that we can't do it because of our genes you can do it <laughs> Okay, so there's the goofiness for today, and now what is the good stuff? Do we have anything good for today? We have got something that's great for today. What is that? Uh, We've been waiting for so long. I've been waiting so long. Finally, the celebration of... Easter, Easter, Jesus' resurrection from the dead. We have the 40 days of Lent and observing that last week on Wrestling the Basics. We talked about Jesus' burial and and really looked at that sort of in-depth, something that perhaps we don't read a whole lot about in worship at least. And now finally, finally, we get to the resurrection itself, what what, what it's all about. 
Anyway, go ahead, John. Well, well and, and so here's here's the thing, uh, and, and I know I know we did this last year, so I'm sorry to be repeating myself, but but this year I, uh, this year we're doing something totally different in our congregation. I've not done this since I was probably I don't know 10, 11 years old. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> way way <Whoa>. long ago. <laughs> But, you know, I could roll my tongue when I was 10 or 11. <laughs> I could do that all along. Uh, um, but but we, we, we've we been using the three-year lectionary. It's what you're using. A lot of people use it. Sure. Started in the 60s with all that other radicalism <laughs> in the 60s. We forget the roots of that three-year lectionary. Oh, when brother. People were protesting and hippies. It's the, a hippie. The, the hippie lectionary. The hippie lectionary. Uh, but before that, when people were common and decent... Uh, for thousands of years, in fact, or, or maybe a thousand years at least. I don't know if there's thousands. You're but... just, well, where's the quit making things uh, up sound effect? It? Come where on. I, I don't know where you're coming. You're just uh, pulling numbers it? out of the air quit now. making things up. Okay, there sorry. you go. So so anyway, uh, uh, we're back to the one-year lectionary, which is what I grew up as a, as a young boy. Uh, and so I'm thinking, oh, what's the Easter story going to be? Which, because, you know, you got four great gospels there. You can't go wrong. Full of Easter good stuff. And my surprise... They chose, well, it's my favorite Easter story, but I don't think it's many people's favorite Easter They chose the Gospel of Mark. Your favorite. Chapter 16. But why would they do that? Because you could, you know, you could go to Matthew, uh, and you have basically the same details as Mark, but then as the women leave the tomb, guess who they meet? They meet well, Jesus, right? Yeah, 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 Jesus himself. And in fact, Jesus says, go tell my brothers yeah. that I'm going to see you in Galilee. Uh, or, or we could do John. Oh, I like that one. Well, which, okay, well, tell me about John. Well, what, yeah, what's well, his special well, thing? Well, I think it's kind of cool. You got you got John and Peter kind of almost in a foot yep, race. Yep. John gets there first, doesn't go in the tomb. No, because he's, he's a chicken. chicken. <laughs> Peter, though, no surprise, he goes straight into the tomb yep. and checks things out. I just think that's kind of cool, that, that race to the tomb. And, and and, you know, I always like that story because you can see why Peter wants to get there first because Peter has some things he has to deal with. Oh, yeah. Got a little yeah. problem Last with Jesus. Last time we saw Jesus, yeah, things didn't yeah, go so yeah. well, Maybe right? That denial yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Three times. Uh, um, and, and like you say, it just it, it is so appropriate because Peter is the guy that would walk on the water. And, you know, he's the guy that would go in the tomb, even though there may be tufts. There could be tufts inside the tomb. You never know. <laughs> Honestly, people, again, we're trying to be helpful. If someone breaks into your house, don't go into the house. Call the police. What's wrong with you? The Tufts could still be in there. The Tufts? So, so yeah. So, well, then, then, well, tell them what else happens, though. What, what happens with, with Mary Magdalene, though? Well, yeah, well, that, that's where she thinks he's the gardener, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Crazy that old stuff. deal. Yeah. And then finally he says, Mary, her name. I think it's so beautiful, too. Yeah. And then, you know, this realization, this is not this is Jesus himself. He's alive. And he tells her the same thing. Go and tell my brothers that I'm yeah. going ahead of you into Galilee and I'm risen. Oh, and you know what I really love about the thing to Mary? He says, tell them. My God is your God, and my Father is your Father, which I think is just a neat... neat. Oh, yeah, what a comfort. Wow. But, but this is my point. We So we could have done these wonderful stories for Matthew, uh, uh, the wonderful story for John. You got all these beautiful visions of Jesus, Jesus talking to people. How about Luke? What, what's the special stuff in Luke? 
Well, the tomb's empty in Luke 2. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they're all agreed on that, aren't they? No yeah. one comes as a, and I think oh, that, there's the dead body. It's starting yeah. to smell. And I think that's such a good point, because when something is in all four Gospels, yeah. you take notice, right? It's probably exactly. pretty important. And certainly the resurrection, with, with these different perspectives, are in all four Gospels, same account. And in all four, the tomb is empty. And, and, and boy, I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that, all different, uh, because I had a friend that used to work for the police, and, you know, they do interrogations. Have you ever been interrogated? <laughs> Can't say that I have. No, I haven't either. Don't want to. But, but but my friend told me, he said, if they bring in people and the people tell the exact same stories, they know they're lying. A little fishy, huh? Yeah, yeah because no one tells the exact they same story. They probably can't even roll their tongue. <laughs> Don't trust them. Oh, I think that's the first thing they ask. <laughs> Stick your tongue out. Can you roll your tongue? Uh, uh, but anyway, so it, it it has the veracity of truth. Well, I guess if it was veracity, it would be true. I don't know. That sounds like yeah, it's yeah. redundant. But but anyway, <laughs> we uh, get the point. <laughs> so what, what, what? So what? 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 What's the story that Luke tells us? You remember after because they all have the empty tomb, yes. and then Luke immediately talks about these two guys on the road to to Emmaus. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of cool because it's only in Luke, if I remember right, is that whole thing on the road to Emmaus, oh, yeah. and and this this you know they don't even realize who they're speaking with, but it's Jesus resurrected. Yep, when they finally decide they're going to have supper, hey, come and stay with us. And then at the breaking of the bread, then they recognize, oh my goodness, this has been Jesus who has been with us all along. So my point is, we have a whole host of really decent Easter stories. So why did the church fathers decide to do this rather lackadaisical story? Because they knew it was your favorite, <laughs> Pastor John. Do you think it was? <laughs> it did tickle me that it was their favorite as well as mine. Could we read the story real quick? Let's do it. Mark 16. Okay, Mark 16. Here we go. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices, that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And see, this picks up all the stuff that you were sharing with us last week. See, that that whole thing was a premonition when they talked about the, the stone and how it had been rolled in front of them. And the women were there and they saw that. But for some reason, they forgot about that little detail. Yeah. You know, uh, but it, it's okay. It's all taken care of. The stone's already rolled back. Yeah. All right. And maybe it's grief, perhaps. I mean, they, they come not knowing this is Easter morning. Okay. They, they, they do not know this. <laughs> This tomb is going to be empty. They come fully expecting to, to just prepare the body. And, and, and it, it just seems like maybe in a fog. They don't even think about who's going to roll away the stone. I really like that thought, though, Matt. It's the grief, isn't it? Yeah. If you and, and you may be wrestling. You lost. You told me you lost both of your grandparents. Yeah, your it's, uh, it's been a rough 2017 yeah. so far. Yeah, to, uh, I lost two grandmothers, and uh, since the beginning of the year, and yeah, yeah, it, it is difficult. And as you go to the tomb, you're you're not quite in the right state of mind. You're just kind of in that fog, that grief. Uh, and you know, thanks be to God that I have the confidence that I'm going to see my grandmas again. They'll be in Jesus' presence. We'll be there together. But still. There's still that grief, and especially these women thinking that yeah. Jesus is still dead, uncertainty about what's going to happen next. You can you can see why this stone would have been an afterthought, maybe. And 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 you know it's interesting that the world recognizes that. I think the advice I hear often given to people who have just lost someone that is very close to them: don't make any decisions. That's what they're told. 
it, wait, wait, wait a while, wait a few months before you make any major decisions because it does. It kind of fogs your mind. You're not thinking logically and rationally. Uh, and, and even for Christians, uh, in fact, it's yes. neat. We, we go to the tomb, and as you talked about last week, we know that tomb is blessed, uh, sanctified. That was the phrase you used, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Jesus sanctified that tomb. Been where we've been, you said. Yeah. And yet, at that point, the grief though kind of blinds us to that. I I don't know that I've ever gone down to the tomb when I've lost a loved one and said he's risen, he's in risen indeed. Mm-hmm. I, I may mm-hmm. know that, and I'm I do believe I have faith in that. But at that point, it's not quite the prominent emotion or feeling. Uh, the grief kind of outweighs that. Yeah. Um, and and how much I mean, and we have the blessing of of knowing that Jesus is risen, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and even still, we have that grief and that fog. These women, though, you, you can, I can only imagine what kind of despair there was because they, they fully, again, expect his body to be there. They do not know or believe that he is risen at this point. He's told them time and time again, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't just quite seem to sink in. You had referred to the Gospel of John and that story about Peter and John coming to the tomb and finding it empty. That's John's unique detail. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that John, I think, talking about himself says, at that point we did not yet understand the Scriptures, that he had to be risen. Yeah, he had to be. (laughs) They still don't understand it either. They they believe it. It's interesting because that's what he says. We now know he's risen from the grave uh, because they see everything neatly folded. They don't don't assume like Mary does that it's it's been a grave robbery. Mm -hmm. And yet they... It's, it's like, I should have known that. Why Why did I not know that? I, didn't, I know, I know. what he said to me. Yeah, and in retrospect, you know, they see that, and, and I, I think further proof that this isn't some sham. His body wasn't stolen. No, these guys are willing to die for this, as we see oh, yeah. the, yeah. the, the disciples, one after another, being martyred, killed for the faith. They're willing to lay down their lives, not for some lie, not for a body they stole and they have hidden somewhere inside. Someone's basement or something. No, they're they're willing to die because they know he really is risen from the dead. <laughs> Someone's basement. Well, I don't know where they put it. <laughs> you are going to start all kinds yeah. of things going now. They're going to some basement. Oh, we found the we dead found bones it. of Jesus. Well, yeah. That Matt guy was talking. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, well, every year right before Easter, someone finds Jesus' bones and you in know it gets basement. in you know it gets up in, in somewhere <laughs> and it's on the you know some magazine cover to sell copies. So uh, well, that kind of scares me because you know we're going to be moving in a couple of years. I'll have to clean out my. <laughs> Yeah, you've been know. in that parsonage for <laughs> quite a while, too, so who knows what's going to be there. What bones we'll find there. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely. I think the fact that they would go and preach this gospel, risking their lives, and in fact, losing their lives, yes. you wouldn't do that for a lie. No! You know, I'm, in a, I'm a con man, but I'm not going to go that far with it. Trust me. Yeah. So anyway, uh, back to the okay. story. Let, right. Let's finish this up. So here. the women, the women are getting there. Okay, let's see here. Uh, okay, verse five. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, "Do not be, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here." See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he was going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Now, is there any doubt about what's happened? Is there any question in terms of the testimony of this young man? Well, no. I mean, yeah. what, I mean, he, the, the body really is gone. Jesus ain't there. And they well, just, just take him at his word that this one who was crucified, he's risen. 
Yep. And, and, and furthermore, you're going to see evidence of this in the future because you're actually going to see him alive and well, which, of course, yeah. will actually happen. Yeah. Well, as you said, it happens that afternoon in the Gospel of Luke with the disciples in Emmaus. It'll happen in the Gospel of John. Yeah, in that, up, in that room, yep. Uh, uh, so, again, there's absolutely no doubt about what's happened. Jesus Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. Uh, uh, alleluia. And, uh, go ahead. That's kind of interesting. Go tell his disciples and Peter. Ah! Uh, the yeah. detail that they mentioned yeah. Peter by name. I mean, I guess there's a couple of reasons maybe for that, but what are you thinking about that, Pastor John? Well, I just think it is interesting because Peter obviously is the one that denied the Lord Jesus yes. three times. Yeah. So this is of particular import. Although at this point, is this a good thing or bad thing at Peter that Jesus is back from the dead? I'm not sure. Yeah, in Peter's <laughs> mind, yeah, I know. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I got oh, some explaining to man. do. <laughs> I thought I got away with it. Who would have known? The only evidence is dead in a tomb and now he's alive again. Yeah. What happens when he starts talking to the other guys? Uh, oh, hey, you, hey, guys, uh, uh, James John, remember what Peter was saying? That he'd, he'd go to prison and die for me? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> what actually That's happened. That's what he did three times. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know. But you're right. Uh, any other insights you see why Peter would have been singled out? Well, of course, because he's going to be the Pope, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I said that. <laughs> the first pope. Yeah, you want to especially tell him. Of course. Well, of see, course. Here's, that, the other disciples, they're just disciples. This guy's the pope. We, we, love, we love our Roman Catholic listeners. We really do. And thank God that we all believe in Jesus and that he is our Savior and risen from the grave. But, you know, that's the thing that strikes me because the whole deal is that he's supposed to be following in the line of Peter. And I'm thinking, well, then why would you think that he has everything right? Because Peter never has everything right. Yeah. If he is following in the footsteps of Peter, then I would think that we kind of keep an eye on this guy. Not that he wouldn't do good things. We expect him to do good things. He's the leader of the church, but we wouldn't necessarily expect that every time he speaks, it would be absolutely yeah. correct. Well, Peter's proper. not infallible, certainly, or perfect. Thank you. That and, was the word uh, I was looking for. Yeah, and his, his followers probably aren't going to be either. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. All right, well, and then I think Mark's gospel, too. You know, Mark yeah. and, and Peter, you know, you know, in, in many ways, you know, this gospel kind of a, an account oh, yeah. from Peter. So, yep, yep, yep. so that's kind of a neat detail, too, I think, in that respect. Yeah, that's kind of the, the, the what most scholars think, that, that uh, Peter is the source, Mark yes, is his yeah, disciple. Yeah, you bet. So that would make it all more appropriate, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's kind of an interesting detail. It is, it yeah. is. Uh, so now, finish it up, though. See, and that's not the end of the story. Yeah, and this is yeah. the part that John likes, I think. Okay, yeah. so it's, it's it's sort of mysterious, this ending. Here we go, verse 8. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Yeah, which, of course, the end. <laughs> seems like, yeah, and, and it is, well, now, of course, if you read in your Bibles, there are more verses after yes, this, uh -huh. but if you read the little footnote, you'll find that most of the ancient manuscripts don't have these additional verses. That stops here. Uh, and, and regardless of how it may have been, uh, you know, in the original manuscript, as far as the people who put the lectionary together, they stop at this verse. This is where it ends for the reading on Easter. I'm thinking, whoa. <laughs> I know. When you had all these other things to choose from, this is the reading that you want to give people? You went with this gospel? Come on. <laughs> is it because it's so short? Is that what it See, was? See, a time saver. No. <laughs> but so what do you think? Why is this the choice reading for the one-year lectionary that you've been so so hip on lately? Uh, why would they choose this one over the others? Okay, well, so here's, and this is brand new. We talked a little bit about this last week when we talked about our favorite Easter stories. Okay. But but this is the, the new thing, the new insight uh, that I got actually via via Luther and some of his uh, Easter preaching. This is, this is how we're going to experience Easter. 
uh, when people left uh, Sunday services, Jesus didn't confront them in the parking lot, did he? He said, hey, here <laughs> I, I am, guys. Call my name like yeah, you did Mary, yeah, right? Yeah, no, no, none of that happened. When you were gathering together in your, your uh, upper rooms uh, Easter night, uh, having your dinner with your family. Ham. Ham. Ham, the ham. <laughs> ham that's right. And the lamb cake. <laughs> And Jesus didn't show up, did he? No, he didn't show up no. and say, peace be with you. Here's my hands. Here's my side. But this is how we experience it. We have the Word of God. That's all we got. We got the Word of God. And what I really like about this, another uniqueness about the Gospel of Mark that I'd never noticed before, every other Gospel says there was an angel. Talks yeah, about angels. Yeah, they're the tomb, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and here Mark says it was a A young, young man. man. Now, now, admittedly, we need to understand the word angel does simply mean messenger. Yes. You, you can't put too much weight on the word angel because it means messenger, although I believe it. Is it Matthew that, that says that he was bright and shining light? I mean, Matthew definitely yeah. makes this kind of sure. a miraculous appearance. Yeah, the only detail we get here, a young man with a white robe. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it could be it, it could have been you last week. Couldn't yeah. be me. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the old man, with, old the man with the white robe. <laughs> but it was you, wasn't it? It was honestly you last Easter morning. It was a young man with a white robe, and you told him the same stuff, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. He's not here. He is risen. And it's true. It's true, see? You don't have to have Jesus come up to you. All you got to do is hear the Word of God. Now, here's the other thing I like about this text, and we kind of did talk about this last week. They're still confused, worried, and troubled. And how many people left our services last week and will leave our services again this Sunday and probably every Sunday that we gather together to worship to celebrate the resurrection? Because that's why we have church on Sunday, by the way, people. That's why we don't do it on Saturday. That would have been the tradition. Yeah. And, you know, we Lutherans are all about tradition. Yeah. But, no, we do it on Sunday because it's the resurrection. The day of the resurrection. Uh, And and we're going to leave and we're going to be troubled. But here's the great thing. doesn't change anything. He is resurrected from the dead. Everything is different because uh, faith is not the same as feeling. Sometimes, as you said, you go to the tomb and you're feeling sad. You're feeling really, really, really sad. But the faith is still there. You know your grandmothers, as you said, are alive and well, uh, enjoying dinner with Jesus Christ on Easter. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're having ham up there? I don't know. I don't know. That's a it's, good question. It's not kosher, but that's okay. Well, right? point, it's we're allowed. Not, we're not right? following the kosher I know. Rules. I know we're not. Yeah. I'm really glad about that. Um, but anyway, that's that's why I, I really like this text, because it embraces the fact we've got the Word of God, dear people, even coming from two crazy people like Matt and me. Who would think that he would use guys like us? But it's the Word of God, and that's all you need. That's all you need. And and then you'll have the faith that you need. Um, I like the fact, too, what you were saying before. These people come, they don't really know what they're doing, but they are moved by the Holy Spirit, aren't they? They're not even aware they're being moved by the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is saying, you need to get down to that tomb. Now, yeah. in your mind, in your reason, you think you're going down to prepare a body, sure. but that's not why you're going. That's something much I'm, greater than that. Yeah, by, my, my, by the faith I'm giving you, you're moving to do the things that you need to do, even though maybe your reason, even though your feelings haven't grasped it yet. And that's what's so great about faith. It's independent of our reason. It's independent of our feelings. It is a gift that God gives us, and what a glorious gift he has given us this Easter. Well, Matt, I, that's, that's what that's I wanted great. to share with you. Thanks for sharing, yeah. and I, I just love that insight that no matter where our feelings are this Easter, no matter where our struggles are, the fact remains that he is risen, yep. that Jesus is alive for you, listeners, uh, for us, and nothing can change that. So, yeah. 
yeah, that, that's all the, the more reason to just have joy this Easter season and always. And I think what's neat is exactly, see, we forget that. The exact same thing that happened that Easter morning is happening right now. There are men speaking to you the Word of God, and that's all you need. That's all you need. You don't need any more than that. Amen. And what a privilege to be able to speak that and share that, listeners, too, as you speak that same word of God and share that he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Matt. Um, We'll be back together next week for Wrestling Wrestling with with the the Basics. Basics.